Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're going to go to the West Her Hotline right now, and I'm going to be joined by my sideline brother from another mother. That is TJ Reeves. He is the sideline reporter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers radio network. And we've had chats before, podcasts, radio, and anytime I, I need a guy to join me to fill some time and talk good football, TJ's there for me. So I appreciate it, brother. I love you propping me up. Uh, happy Good Friday, everybody. Happy Easter weekend. Happy Passover for everybody celebrating. And uh, you're doing a great thing, Sal. You and everybody there at WGR and, and with all the radio that's going on everywhere, whether it's radio or podcast, for all the content providers, thank you for what you're doing because it's a welcome distraction and relief from everything else that we're dealing with and you can put me in the category that it, it, it's it's like the cliche about love you don't know what you have sometimes until it's gone we don't know what we have with sports until something like this goes on and how much we miss uh you know granted we're out of the football season per se we will have the draft coming up but to not have baseball going on right now to not have the basketball playoffs the hockey stanley cup playoffs i know buffalo's a big hockey town uh, to not have March Madness in the Final Four, to not have the Masters, I can't even bring myself to say it with a straight voice, to not have that this weekend, it's tough. But we will, we will I think, appreciate it more, Sal, as we go along. Let's talk personal. Um, how are you and the family doing? How are the kids doing? We are hanging in there three weeks in on e- e-learning, I, uh, i-learning in the house. I've got <laughs> two sixth-grade twins, as you know. Yep. My girls are good. My wife is teaching fifth grade. Uh, with 40, what, what is it, 45 students, 47 students in two different groups, and all of that has gone pretty well. And so we've been practicing the isolation, the social distancing. Right now I'm out with the dog, my third daughter, and my wife getting a little walk, getting a little exercise. All of that is good uh, as long as you practice the social distancing, et cetera, et cetera. So we're getting a little break from all that, but we're holding up. And I know you celebrated a birthday. Uh, It was what the – was it the – 18th anniversary of your 29th birthday, I think it was. Something like that, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It was last Saturday, and, you know, we were still able to. I did a little Zoom conference with my brother in Oregon, my mom, who's down in Georgia, and we had some uh, ice cream cake at the house. I love ice cream cake. I don't really love cake, so we did that. So it wasn't a normal birthday, but, you know, we're still trying to get through it. I, I... I'm a positive person. I know you are, TJ. I try to look at the positive in life. It's just the way I was raised, the way I'm wired. I don't. I try to make good things out of bad things. I always try to look at the optimistic and positive side. And yeah. I will tell you, 
I just feel so bad for people who are not as fortunate as a lot of us to be able to still have our employment, still have our health, be able to spend time with family and friends. There are a lot of people going through some pretty tough times right now. There is no question about that, and we have to have optimism and hope that it will get better. And sports, I think, can serve as a, as a method, as kind of a forerunner to help us get back to some normalcy. Uh, again, when it is reasonable, the word I keep using on all these shows that I go on or on the podcast I'm doing, when it is reasonable from the health officials and from everybody in charge, our elected officials, the government, our, our federal government, our state and local governments, when they start saying, hey, it's reasonable to come back and do this, let's go. Let's, let's be ready. And one, one other thing to add to what you're talking about is this is a time to reflect on how if you are in a position to help others, mm-hmm. do it. And, it, and it, may, it may not be just financially. Right. It may not just be bring them food. It's check on them. Call them. Do a, do a FaceTime. Do a Skype. Do a Zoom. See how they're doing. Check in with them. That's, uh, that is something that we can all do, and we all have time to do, and it helps. Yeah, and, it helps. And, and how wild is it to segue that the NFL is basically going to do maybe the greatest Zoom of all time, the greatest <laughs> video conference of all time to do their draft in a couple of weeks. It's going to be amazing. And, you know, I, I opened the program today a little bit talking about, you know, from a, from a professional standpoint, it's actually become a personal thing. For me, sure, sports are really important. I do this for a living. I miss my colleagues. Even though we compete, basically, at different outlets, radio, TV, newspaper, all that kind of stuff, I miss going down to One Bills Drive. I miss the press conferences. I miss hanging out in the media room with my friends who, yeah, we rib on each other. We fight with each other. We're a family. It's also fun and loving, and I miss that right now. Mark the tape, Brayton. He says he misses you. He said, well, he's getting to see you today, but he there says you he misses you when you're That's not right. around. Mark the tape. Uh, on that, but yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, we're all. I, I was slated to have been in Atlanta earlier this week and see no less than probably thirty different media friends in the national media, regional media, et cetera, that I normally only see around Final Four weekend. Right. So you're not you're not there. You're not around it. Uh, it's just like what you're talking about when you get into the NFL season and you're used to, in your case, seeing the Jets guys or the Patriots guys or the Dolphins guys who you see all the time. Uh, it's just unusual. It's different, but. Again, there are a lot of people with a lot worse off situation, either financially, health-wise. Uh, you know, there was a, I would encourage your audience, there's a very interesting uh, item put up on Florida State's website uh, and Seminoles.com where the son of Tony Baselli, Andrew Baselli, uh, contact, uh, contracted COVID-19 uh, after his father had had it, his mom had it, his brother had it, he had it, and he gives a firsthand account. I won't tip the whole article about if you don't think this is serious and you don't think it can happen to you, we, we were all a healthy family. My father played in the NFL. He's 47. He's healthy. I'm playing major college football and in shape and, and healthy, and this, this is no joke. I mean, this is the umpteenth time we're being told. This is no joke. And so that's the reason why the seriousness and, and importance of us doing our part to kind of social distance, stay away, stop the spread of it is vital. So I would encourage the audience, whenever they get a chance, we got lots of time to read. Go read that first-person account because that is very sobering, very eye-opening, and a good reminder of why we're doing what we're doing, Sal. No doubt. T.J. Reeves, Buccaneers Sideline Reporter, Buccaneers Radio Network. You can find him on Twitter, at Buck Sideline Guy. Also the host of Three Dog Thursday, and people know I used to do Three Dog Saturday when I hosted. Yes, I stole it from T.J. <laughs> I stole it from him. I, I, I make no bones about yeah, it. I even, I, I, even, I even reached out to you and time. told you I was stealing it from you. Every time that you say that and you have me on or I have you on, I say that in radio, the greatest form of flattery is when people are ripping your stuff off. Uh. Or other people, you rip off other people's stuff. 
We all re- we all virtually hear some form of a bit somewhere and decide what we're going to do. So that's a great compliment. I take it as a compliment. You're, you, you, you take it and run with it on Saturday, on Tuesday, whatever day you want to run with it on. All right. So I I'm glad that you know your wife and your daughter and dog are there. Hope they don't mind that I'm taking time away from them here and to do this interview. And oh uh, no, we're good. We're okay. good. The twins have the Food Network on <laughs> approximately right now. The consciousness. Uh, uh, is running at about 17 hours a day. About four or five of that is school. About three or four of that is doing something with mom and dad, whether it's a game or whatever. And I think the other 13 hours may be the Home and Garden Channel and the Food Network <laughs> in our household. So there you go. All right, brother. Let's go back to um, you know Brady coming to Tampa. When when did you think this could really happen? When did it become real that this was a possibility for him going to the Buccaneers and why? Okay, so I think we talked about this at some point. Maybe we did not. I've done so many of these conversations, so if I'm repeating myself. We did, we did, you and I did a podcast your, when it first happened. Right. And, you know, so I, on I, your podcast. That's, that's right. right. So, so for the audience today, yes. for the audience today uh, Bruce Arians really believed that this could happen coming off the scouting combine. And, again, it's easy to say after the fact, in hindsight. But he really believed that this could happen uh, if Tom Brady truly wanted to leave New England. He figured – that the Buccaneers would have as good a shot, if not the best shot, to be able to land him if he really wanted to leave. So the real question became, does he really no longer want to be in New England? Well, he's admitted earlier this week that in his own mind, he had basically decided that 2019 was going to be it in New England, that he would continue to play and was wanting a fresh start somewhere else after last season, after this season ended uh, for them in the playoffs in January. He had decided that already. And I believe the more that the Buccaneers – uh, you know, began to position themselves with great salary cap. They had a lot of, a lot of weapons. A lot, I mean, this, you cannot undersell the fact that having Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, two really good pass-catching tight ends, uh, and, an, and an offense a year ago that, with Jameis Winston at the controls had 5,000 yards as one, one of the top two or three scoring offenses the whole year in the NFL, that appealed to Brady. And as Jason Light said, we didn't have to sell him. He, ba- he basically came to the table and said, I want to be here. And, and let's work it out. Let's figure it out. And obviously, privately, they're going bonkers. They're related. But to answer the win part, Bruce Arians was telling people privately in late February, before the process began that second week in March, we've got a good, as good a shot as anybody. There was belief privately, not a guarantee, but belief that we could land him. And they did. Uh, and now he comes to Tampa Bay with, as you said, all these weapons. But I will tell you, as a guy that is, as a guy that has followed, obviously watched watched uh, New England and Tom Brady, he was not the same quarterback last year. Is there any sort of, you know, is there any trepidation about, you know, what are we actually getting in Tom? Considering there seemed to be at least a decline in his play last year, and he is forty three years old. Oh, well, are you good there? Yes. The- okay. Yes, I'm good. The, I'm saying to my wife as we're trying to get back in the gate, we're getting the gate code trying to get back in with the there dog. You go. We're good. Gotcha. On the Brady injury front, of course there's concerns about his elbow or about his shoulder. He's, he's going to be 43 years old later this year. But here's the, here's the reality. Uh, there have been so many advancements now with nutrition, with training, with all these things, that he realistically believes he can play at least three more years. And who's going to doubt him right now? On that physical standpoint, of course, it's unusual that somebody could be playing quarterback into their early 40s at a very high level. But Drew Brees is 41 years old and about to try this again for another season with the Saints. So let's give uh, him the benefit of the doubt of knowing his own body and this situation. And we'll see. We'll see how it all unfolds and plays out uh, here for 
for Tom Brady and the and the health part of it, and that's a legitimate question. But, but it's even, a question even that's an unknown, even if just not the health. I mean, the 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 play just seemed like it was, you know, was not the same Brady last year. Are you guys? Do you attribute that more to the health, or do you think that hey, this is a guy that may have lost a step, and we got to be careful that thinking that this is the same Tom Brady we're getting. Well, and that's a good point too. But as I came back to you with that when you were on with me, or I was on with you, or we were on, we were on with each other on the podcast, there is no comparison to what he had in New England to work with or didn't have last year in New England, and what he's going to have in Tampa Bay. You're going to look very ordinary when you don't have a deep threat, when you don't have your your big physical security blanket who tormented the Bills, the Jets and the Dolphins for years in Rob Gronkowski, when you don't have those things anymore, you're not going to look like the same quarterback and not, ha- and not have the same abilities. Again, you've got a Ferrari in terms of weapons that he's coming to here with Mike Evans and with Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait. The, uh, the pass-catching weapons are outstanding. And, you know, look, Bruce Arians was on with Jay Glazer last night, either last night or the night before, depending on when it was taped. I saw it last night, saying, hey, we've got to come up with another running back that can be a pass catcher for us. Maybe that's Deion Lewis, who the Titans released. Maybe it's another pass catching running back that Arians and, and Byron left, which like. So we'll, uh, we'll wait and see who another weapon will be out of the backfield. But I, I think uh, <laughs> there's, there's no reason to believe with these receivers, with these weapons, that he can't succeed and succeed at a high level. He was succeeding to a 12-win level last year with what he had to work with. NFC is tough, obviously. You got New Orleans and Atlanta, both in that division. You got Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. You got Dallas, you know, whatever team, maybe Minnesota, whoever. How do you judge the NFC landscape right now and where the Buccaneers fit into everything? Tremendous division. Great quarterback play. Of course, Bridgewater goes to the Panthers as a free agent. They got a first year coaching staff. You know, Atlanta's rolled out their new uniforms. They've got Matt Ryan, they've added Todd Gurley. Uh, from the Rams to uh, you know to Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and those guys, and then you got the Saints. The Saints have been the standard of the NFC, not just the NFC South, really for about a decade. They have arguably been the best, most consistent team in the NFC. And and I can assure you, when that schedule comes out after the draft, one of those games and maybe both of them is going to end up on national TV, either a Thursday night game, Monday night game, Sunday night game, something like that. So let's, uh, let's see if one or both of them are there with the matchup of, uh, of Brady against Breeze. But, yeah, it's going to be highly competitive for these NFC South games. And really, when you, when you look at the rest of – I mean, look, look how the Rams were dramatically better when McVay took over and got Jared Goff straightened out. They have become you know, one of the top teams in the NFL in a matter of a season or two. In the 49ers' case, they got Jimmy Garoppolo healthy – they got everything in place defensively, dramatically better last year. Super Bowl, uh, NFC champion, Super Bowl appearance for them. There is no reason to blunt the optimism that Brady can bring that to you in Tampa Bay. Not going to be easy in the division, but there's no reason to come into this season and think we can't win 11, 12 games with Tom Brady and be right there for the division and one of the top seeds in the NFC in the playoffs. And that is something that has not been in and around Buccaneer football for over a decade. No playoff appearances since 2007. To say we are lean, Sal, and we are starved, we are lean and starved for a team to win and get into January football. No doubt about it. We went through a 17-year playoff drought here in Buffalo. I mean, they did yep. not make the playoffs. Had the longest drought in the league. I totally understand. And I was down there. I was in Southwest Florida when the Buccaneers won a Super Bowl. I was there during the Tony Dungy era and then the John Gruden era. And I know that even though I think – 
you know, the way I'll put it is, you know, you're not going to get the consistency all the time selling out the stadium no matter what, maybe like we get in Buffalo. But, man, when they smell a winner in Tampa and they see it, you know, those fans do get passionate and they do get behind their team. This is very true, and it's unfortunately been a long run of not enough winning, and so now you hope that that begins to turn around. You turn the corner here and put together a winning 2020, and then hopefully beyond that, a winning 2021, and, and get to – I mean, you, what you're describing, Raymond James Stadium used to be rocking yeah. and a very difficult place to play. It has now – I'm not revealing a nuclear secret. It's now been a place where other teams' fans come and invade, yep. whether it's the Giants or the Steelers or the Bears or the Cowboys. They're, and, the, and, you know, look, the Cowboy and Steeler fans, by and large, take over every stadium, wherever they go. So that's part of it. But, yes, the, the demand for tickets is through the roof. The merchandise sales right now for the new uniforms they released earlier this week, as you can imagine, yep. with a new Brady 12 in either white or red – or, and I kind of, I'm kind of partial now to the pewter on pewter. I want to see that. Hmm. That's been speculated about for years. If they switch the uniforms, would they do pewter helmet, pewter jersey, pewter pants? Uh, let's see. Let, let's see what those sales. I did see the one item, I think it was from yesterday, that the, the Buccaneers have now outdistanced any other NFL team by over 100%, and they are up 300% on their, 300% on their jersey sales so far. Uh, from this time last year. So it gives you an idea there is some optimism. They're going to sell some tickets. It's going to be wild. TJ Rees, Buccaneer Sideline Reporter. Before I let you go, a couple of uh, non-sports things I want to ask you. Number one, we got this horse contest coming up this weekend in the NBA. What is your go-to horse shot? What is your go-to? You're in the you're in the driveway, wherever you are with the girls, your wife, the go-to horse shot for TJ Reeves. Okay, that's a great one because I have long played below the rim, never above the rim. Okay, so me too. Whenever I had to play somebody that's above the rim, I'm in big trouble. And they can't dunk anyway. The rules one. are in the NBA one, they cannot dunk, okay. so they're going to have to go to something okay. else. So my, my, my best ones are left-handed shots, being able to shoot left-handed from 10 feet or 15 feet. I also love to shoot from behind, all the way back behind the backboard, over the top of the backboard, and call no rim, where, where the shot has to be over the backboard and no rim, a swish. So... Those would be my go-to ones. I'm also very good, by the way, at bouncing the ball uh, on the ground and bouncing it in. That is something that takes a little bit of skill. I have a little bit of skill below the rim. Yep. So if you had to pin me to one of them, it would probably be the behind the backboard, shoot it over the backboard with touch, and no rim. Calling no rim on those. Swish All right. Up. I like so it. I'm a, I'm I'm a, a bounce guy. Style. I don't know what's, what's your go-to move. I'm the bounce guy. I will do it for either the three-point line or the foul shot, and I'll bounce it up and in. I, there's a there's a art to knowing the <laughs> angles of that. All right? That's that's the go-to horse shot. On a more serious note, um, this whole Rays-Montreal thing that was being floated around, where are we on that? Is that completely out of the water, dead? Dead. dead. There is There is no way that that's going to happen any time in the next five years, realistically, because the city of St. Petersburg has already told Stu Sternberg, the owner, over and over again, you can't split your games. We have the lease. The lease is ironclad. You play 81 home games right here. We have to let you out of that to let you go explore somewhere else, and we're not letting you out of it to go play games in Montreal. So as much as you may see press conferences, as much as you hear him trying to get his fellow owners or Rob Manfred, the commissioner, to say, uh, hey, this is a great idea, the city of St. Pete, <laughs> proclaim it from the mountaintop, has already said, you can't do this. You're mm-hmm. not going to do this. Not for 2020, 2021, 2022. Just add them up. For the next five, six years until that lease is up in 2027, it's not happening. And so it's dead. What is the long, what is the long-term, what's the long-term future of the Rays in Tampa? 
that's a that's a great second question is can they get the stadium built the stadium needs to be in tampa near downtown tampa where the hockey arena is that's the plan that that was in place and the rays let the clock run out on it on their own after they picked that location by the way they picked the location near the amelie arena and near the entertainment district ybor city which is right off of downtown they picked the location. The deal was done. They had to step up with how much money they were willing to contribute. Wouldn't do it. Let the clock run out. That's completely on Sternberg, the owner, and the Rays for having done that. For whatever their motives were, and most believe it was financial, that they didn't want to put as, you know, as much as was required in on that deal. So we'll see. We'll see over the next year or two if, if Tampa, if Hillsborough County comes back with another deal and they're willing to do it. But the whole split season thing, not happening. Not going to happen. Non-story. All right, buddy. Well, like you, I'm missing hockey as well, and I know uh, Tampa fans got to be, after the way last season ended and now this year having 92 points sitting where they were and and looking like (laughs) this thing isn't even going to happen, that's that's not, not feeling good. Well, let's let's hope they have time. Mm-hmm. Let's hope that in June or July, here we go back to the beginning of the call and what you were saying, optimism. Yep. That maybe in June or July, if it loosens up, that we at least get some playoffs, maybe not a full playoffs, but some playoffs for hockey and basketball in the summer when it's reasonable and safe to resume. We'll hang on to that hope for a little while. In this case, it's April the 10th. We don't have to write off the, and I'm not saying you are, we don't have to write off the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs on April the 10th. If they're going to write them off, they're probably going to write them off in June or July and say right. we just can't do it. We're, we're not to there yet. So we have the hope, and uh, we all hang in there. We all hang in there for now. Thanks for uh, doing this today. Thanks. Uh, tell your family thanks for letting you take a little bit of time. I know that uh, you're enjoying your time home with them, but I'm also knowing that everybody's being <laughs> safe and healthy, so thank you. Yes. Well, thank you for the opportunity, and again, uh, publicly, keep up the great work there in Buffalo with what all you guys are doing. Uh, it is a great service. It's a it's a distraction. It's a welcome distraction for something else that uh, that we have uh, to go to and to listen to. And and you're right, sports can bring us back. And let's hope in small doses it will bring us back coming later this summer. Thank you, Sal. Buck sideline guy on Twitter, TJ Reeves. Thanks, brother. Be good. You too. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.